A warning to our listeners, especially those with young children in the car. This episode contains too much Eddie in it. The use of Eddie over and over again is excessive. His mom would say, there's too much Eddie. His daughter would say, I'm going to skip episode 12 and go right to 13. Hopefully there'll be less Eddie. You are recommended to do the same if you cannot handle that much Eddie. But if you can, please continue with this episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. Let's Read Spider-Man. Let's Read Spider-Man. 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 Welcome. Let's read Spider-Man listeners. Today, I, Eddie, am joined with... James B. And we're, we're doing kind of a bonus episode here because, well, we we discussed the, the big annual Spider-Man, the Sinister Six, last time around, and we didn't really have time. We like to keep our podcast, you know, at a listener-friendly length. And so we didn't get a lot of time to kind of discuss the Sinister Six, the villains in the Sinister Six, and... The the final pages that are after the story takes place in the annual uh, at the end that kind of talks about the villains and what Spider-Man is and how he works and everything like that. So uh, James B, uh, I want to go back to um, the annual issue here and talk about the villains for a little bit. We, we I know we talked about in our last podcast kind of how disappointed the like the fight scenes there was there was very few panels that the villains actually fought Spider-Man in for several of the villains. And it, it, it led, well, I know I said there was just too much that they try to cover in this annual. And I know you were irritated by the various cameos of the superheroes that were also, uh, uh, throughout the comic, but, uh, James B let's look at the sinister six. Who, who's your favorite villain out of this, uh, comic? Do you have one? So I with just within the comic, like not like of all time. You agree? Well, yeah, within the comic, within the annual here. Um, <laughs> it's I, a tough I, question. It's got to be. It's got to be the vulture. I mean, he's the only one Ooh. who like has the right way of fighting. He actually puts. He's like instead of like, hey, here's a piece of paper. I'm just gonna have it in my pants. You can take it whenever you want. He's like, uh, I'm gonna destroy this essentially and take off, and you have no chance unless you do exactly what I say. So at least he. He comes the closest to being the smartest villain of the dumb villains that Spider-Man does face. I think. How about yourself? It's. It's. I must say, super clever compared to how other people approach. You know, I really like the Doc Ock kind of everything, but I. I do really like the Sandman overall, and I guess I'm also having a hard time kind of taking him only within this comic because I. I do like how the Sandman is like a pile of sand and then becomes the Sandman, and I think he was defeated. In this comic, if it, listeners, just so you can remember, the Sandman is supposed to fight Spider-Man and this big metal, like, trap, uh, escape-proof iron cell falls over both of them. And they fight inside the iron cell, but they run out of oxygen and the Sandman just kind of faints because he doesn't have enough oxygen and Spider-Man has more oxygen. And I really, I really think this really, I think the Sandman could have really done some serious damage to Spider-Man in this tiny little cell because Spider-Man just can't maneuver very well. But, you know, James, we, I think we, I want to talk about the villains in a little more nuanced manner. And, um, and then maybe we can have a discussion about who we think, who we think at the end of this, um, 
how do you, James B., how do you feel about how each one of the villains became a villain? Because I thought it was interesting early on, there was a lot of atomic energy that was happening. Like, if, if we look at each one of the six villains, we have um, Doc Ock and the Sandman. They got their powers. Correct me if I'm wrong, James B., too, because... You know, whenever I'm in charge, everybody, watch out. So Doc Ock and the Sandman got their powers from atomic energy. And then the Vulture and Mysterio, they they just have, like, gadgets. They're, like, very brilliant in this manner. Mysterio shows a depth that I didn't think he had in building the X-Men robots. I was very surprised by that. Electro gets, like, electrocuted in a funky way, which makes him, like who he is and then craven the hunter he has he has a special potion that like makes him stronger and in this comic he appears to have like able to have leopards help him right james b i I, what do you think of how each one of these um villains got their powers kind of and were created what do you think um so what you're asking i i mean is three of them are what we would call altered humans which yeah. is, is the Sandman Electro and, and, and Doc Ock. Uh-huh. Um, but, Doc, you know, again, all subtle differences. Electro's True. altered human. I mean, Electro's throwing electricity. Doc Ock doesn't, can't do anything without his arms. Which, That's you know. true. And then to put Craven, is Craven, is Craven's power uh, better or worse than the Vulture? The Vulture has these wings that he's got, but Craven has a potion which lets him be strong, possibly, and poisonous or whatever, you know? So, um, I I'm not really sure what you're. you're I, asking I guess to I'm saying which, all six of them. I yeah, mean. I know. I, well, I I guess I'm interested in which one you like, um, like like how their powers, like I really appreciate. Um, once again, I go back to the Sandman getting hit by an atomic blast and like being able to manipulate sand. Like I think this is a really like clever way to have a power and. I like, I really like, I mean, it's, it's in the vibe of like this early 60s, the, this wonder and awe of atomic power and like its infinite possibilities. So I, I really like anything that's kind of atomic that happens in Spider-Man. Okay, I don't know so, if you have a, so, so a preference. I'll, 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 I'll change your question to me. I Good. think what you're asking kind of is like coolest backstory that creates a villain maybe okay maybe uh, some... James be clarifying like he always i mean, does I mean so well. maybe that so then you're like <laughs> you're like whoa there's this mysterio guy and he's and he decides to create i'm like yeah okay whatever and then you're like and this guy can fly you're like okay whatever and you're like he's a strong hunter you're like whatever so then it gets down to like the and, and, and the sandman and doc ock are, are the final two because electro whatever he throws lightning who cares yeah so so you're stan lee and you're creating a villain you're sitting around the living room and you're like i got two i got two ideas one is perhaps we could uh, have a dude who uh, he can ship change his shape into sand, or I can have a guy who has like extra arms that he can control. And I'm thinking Doc Ock's power, I think, is slightly more unique and slightly more cool, especially in this issue when the arms are running around yeah. controlled by him. But the Sandman to me would be a close second. So uh, which villain is like the most smart about this whole thing? Uh, you know, I think it's... Uh, you know the vulture and then maybe doc ock which villain is like the most uh, has the coolest backstory and, and the coolest power and the co- most unique uh, i'd probably go with doc ock and then the sandman that's what i'm thinking huh. all right all right well yeah and I, i'll point out i mean i know doc ock isn't like altered but he does like mentally control his arms i don't know he was altered in that manner by the atomic blast that hit him with his arms which i 
it's a really interesting side effect of him too. Um, that kind of leads me on to my next one. And I guess this is getting outside the annual, like just the annual about who is the most deadly, like for Spider-Man out of all these, these sinister six. Who, who do you think James B is the most deadly to Spider-Man? So I'll, 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 I'll ask you the question and then I'll answer it. I'm going to, okay. even though you've asked me here, I'm going to give you the scenario. Okay. All right. right. You find out that Spider-Man, hey, Eddie, Spider-Man had to fight the Sinister Six again in the next issue, and, and one of them killed him. Can you believe it? Uh, who, who, you tell me who you, who you think killed him. I, I'm, I'm going to go for Doc Ock, actually. I think Doc Ock would, because he just seems the most involved and like clever overall because it's not just his arms and his powers but he has like spider-man going through different scenarios and i guess i mean it's it's hard to separate him from the issue he's like the guy in charge too so i think doc ock is the most deadly overall although i i really think craven the hunter is super deadly also for spider-man because he he kind of possesses very mysterious powers um in like how he operates, I guess. What about you, James B? I, I would, I would have, if I had been told, oh, the next next issue, Spider-Man get killed by one of the Sinister Six, I would have thought it would have been probably Electro. I'm like, Electro's power <laughs> seemed like, I got you. He's literally constantly throwing electricity around, and electricity, like, it can be a problem if you touch it or something. You know, it kills people, right? Right. But. Apparently, he never can quite hit Spider-Man. Or Sp- That's my problem with Electro. Like, how I don't understand fully how Spider-Man can avoid his electricity like by dodging, because electricity is so fast. But he seems to be able to dodge it regularly. So, I don't know. That's my problem with Electro. One of my several problems with Electro. Yeah, I, I just... I don't know. I'm just... if who, who You know, the, I did notice in your show notes... From last issue, uh, you had which villain is the most evil? Yeah, yeah, and this is once again, this is outside the annual. Um, I'm talking about evil, evilness overall. Um, like I know, like because we don't get a really good vibe for it in the annual, but like over the course of the comics that we have read up to this point, the the truly evil nature of the Sinister Six, and I like. I, we all remember Electro like zapping Spider-Man and being like, "Oh, I hope he's okay." Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, which is a really like compassionate supervillain for sure. But then, like for me, like Doc Ock's like lack of caring about anything around him. The the comic where he just tears up the city just to be spiteful and to draw Spider-Man out at the cost of all sorts of innocent lives and every with everyone everywhere. I mean, it's just a remarkable amount of like lack of empathy and kind of narcissism and uh, vindictiveness, you know, about I hate this guy so much. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to go, I'm going to go after him. Um, I, I, what about you, uh, James B about how evil the if, characters are here? Yeah. I mean, I think doc, doc, be- because he's on the because he's considered I think pretty evil, the Danish he gives to Aunt May makes him more evil. Yeah, you know if, I if, really like that second side. If, of if Electro was giving out Danish, it would just make him more good. But um, you know, 
and and I know that you uh, we're living within the 1964 comics here, but of course, you do realize many times these guys are going to be um, right. Sometimes fighting with Spider-Man against other villains. Yeah. Um, ultimately, the argument that you could make for who's going to be the most evil, it would probably be Sandman, because Sandman. His next thing that he goes on to, Eddie, so this is a cross All right. issues, but into the future, yes, is he goes and he goes and essentially is a founding member of yet like another supervillain type group, and I mean like the three oh. podcast listeners can be like, he's not a founding member, he's a the fourth member, but they're going to create something called the the frightful four, and and oh. Sandman is going to be. Um, a long-standing member of the Frightful Four and the Sinister Six, so much so that sometimes they'll be like the, uh, like, you know, who would win in a fight if it was like, you know, Muhammad Ali versus, a, you know, some boxer from today or whatever. They'll Sometimes they'll say, who would win in a fight if it was the Sinister Six versus the Frightful Four? And you're like, well, wouldn't the Sandman be on both? And that causes a lot of issues. He is just the default, um, you know, default villain because he's a lot like mr fantastic he's a good nemesis for him yeah although, although he's not really there for that reason he's he's not the brains of the operation that would be the... i i think he's i think he's very underrated for i know we talk about him being kind of a common thug compared to some of these guys making gadgets and whatnot but the the way that he manipulates his powers is extremely clever and versatile overall i mean i i really liked when he was running away with a bag of cash and he's like i'm just going to turn myself into a pile of sand and hide the bag of cash <laughs> it was a great kind of clever usage of his powers overall and how he can how he can use them. So um, I guess just the last thing, couple of things here that I wanted to talk about these these villains were best outfit. You got you got a favorite outfit that the uh, villains are wearing, James B? Can't believe the Doc Ock's not in green yet, because it could all <laughs> be in green. Even Craven wears yeah. some green. He's the only one who's not putting up his green. It's amazing um, how much green is going on. I mean, it's just so evil green, yeah. I guess. So best outfit, I mean, you know, as far as most creative outfit, I think the Craven outfit, even though I don't like it, I would understand why it is the coolest outfit. Um, but it, it really comes down to Mysterio versus Electro. Do you disagree? I mean, they're the only ones that have, it, like, essentially any kind of costume. It's true. It's true. And, I and and it comes down to do you want the cheesiness of Electro, or do you want the like mysteriousness of Mysterio? And I think you're gonna say it's Electro, and I'll say it's Mysterio, right? Oh yeah, it's definitely electric. His lightning bolt suspenders really do. Yeah, I'm expecting too. that to be your Halloween costume. In a space. In the, in the next, in the next couple make, years. Okay? I'll make it happen. All right. <laughs> and I do like Mysterio's purple cape. He's the only one that has a cape, which. Um, I think it's more problematic than helpful <laughs> overall for him. It's a cloak. A cloak, excuse yes, me. It says a cloak, and, and we talked about that in one of your issues. Like you called it a cloak or a cape, and it says he calls it a cloak. So. A cloak. Oh, excuse Eddie, me. Eddie, before we... um, us back. Um, why don't we start doing a little bit of what's going on, uh, in, if you have nothing else, in the rest of this book, this 41-page bonus. Oh, yeah. Like, turns At into the some, end. And, uh, and I'll see if I can find... Uh, I can find one of our uh, a sponsor to help us with this uh, episode. Oh, I hope so. so it's, a, it's an unexpected bonus episode, so so but it's an unexpected bonus sponsor, but, perhaps. But Eddie, but uh, Eddie, I want to let you know also, of course, if I'm sure that you're watching Clean Feed here. You know, we are 15 minutes in. So, uh, so use your time appropriately. If and, I'll, <laughs> and, we'll, and in five minutes, I'll let you know their sponsor we got. 
All right, I can't wait. Well, after the uh, story finishes, we get we get highlights from all of Spider-Man's villains at the end of this uh, annual, and each one of them has a little like spiel about you know who the Sandman is and like why his powers are his powers. Um, and it it is interesting. It's it's not as interesting I think as reading about Spider-Man, but I I do appreciate how they kind of rehash all sorts of different things. Just in case you didn't get the first comic or the second comic and we we got to take in the era you know like in the era uh, right now of you know binge watching a a show just from season one episode one all the way to the end if you didn't get spider-man one then you who knows when you'd ever get to actually read spider-man one so i appreciate the annual kind of doing a flashback of all of spider-man's villains and rehashing a story about how uncle ben you know was killed by the burglar who is the first villain they talk about, which I think is impressive also. The burglar who had escaped when Spider-Man was fighting in the arena and later went on to kill um, Uncle Ben in in such a tragedy. So we see the villains uh, all throughout here, and they talk about them a little bit. And then we get the secrets of Spider-Man, and he's holding a test tube. And if anyone remembers from my game, like Peter Parker holds a test tube very often, and I will say over and over again, Spider-Man's greatest asset is his brain and his mind. And it tells us once again about how Spider-Man was bit by a radioactive spider and it gave him his abilities and it kind of has more in-depth abilities. I like when he's on the, uh, he's on like a, like a um, tightrope across two buildings and he's just got one finger holding up because he's, he's so strong. And it talks about his amazing web shooters, which are so versatile with, with several different types of web, which I think is, really tricky to try to keep track of he's got his webs on his belt and then he uses these different webs and it shows one of my favorite things it shows how his web can be made into a shield a parachute a safety net as a raft (laughs) as a club a ball or plain and simple glue on the ground um all sorts of different things he's very clever in how he puts his web together it talks a little bit about his spider sense which i still think remains rather mysterious overall like when he can turn it off or turn it on and because several villains contact spider-man um using that that uh spider sense and then we get things about um peter parker's hot or heart throbs and the people who are his classmates a little bit about his house and then um we see um how Stan Lee, Lee and Steve Ditko create Spider-Man. They, they talk a little bit about another comic about drawing him and editing him all throughout. So I, th- I think that covers kind of towards the end of the um, annual here. Uh, James B., do you have anything to add for the end? Um, I, I do actually have, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, because you might recall um, that uh, back in the Doc Ock issue, that Doc uh-huh. Ock was running through town and he talked about destroying things and he throws this sign to the ground and um, I was like, that sign looks familiar. And uh, looking at my ad copy here, I know why. It's a very brief copy for a, a sponsor. Um, so if you, oh. have a, if you have a moment. Um, I'm ready. The, the sign in the issue, it, it said Lee Dit. Now remember, we talked about Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Um, so <laughs> our actual sponsor today is Lee Dit Incorporated. 
Uh, and it just says here, um, ready to do something awesome? Uh, well, please feel free to join the talented staff at LeadDit Incorporated. Um, at LeadDit Incorporated, you will have an opportunity to make people happy by doing wonderful things, um, work the hours you want, and uh, don't worry if things don't always make sense. Uh, people will let you know in a podcast what they think about this. Uh, please join us at LeadDit Inc. Um, and uh, that's all it was. And I didn't really know what this was, but now I think I've understood that what Lead Dit, what Lead Dit Inc. is. How about you? Does that yeah. make sense to you too now? I, it, it it makes relative sense to me too. It's impressive how you can dig up so many sponsors for our podcast. I know we never seem to have the same one, James B. You're so good at finding new sponsors I, for us. This sponsor had, had applied before. I just didn't even know what it was, but I, I guess it's a it's a, it's a art studio. And I only figured that out by, uh, by your helping us with the, the book bonus coverage today um in the podcast so that's who lead it is i'm sorry that to say that the um uh, this is an old sponsor that i had but i'm not even sure they're in business because their sign was kind of destroyed by uh Doc Hawk. <laughs> so various um, fighting villain superheroes <laughs> that's right that's right but apparently it's a fun place to work if you can get a job there so um well we we have we have another moment or two here eddie are you using the um did you happen to be using the uh, the website that has the letters on it by any chance? I, I other letters I I do, but in the annual here I don't have any letters. Oh, no, so the annual did not come with letters. Okay. No. Well, I have my favorite I have my favorite panel. Just just yes. I know we usually talk about. Sure, this. let's do and one of those. We could I have several references also. I already gave one away last podcast, but yes, I enjoy you. it so much. The skin flint Give me... that they. They rather regularly let's, talk let's, about J. Let's J. slip in a favorite panel and a reference, and we can wrap this up for everybody. All right. I, it's very hard for me to pass up Electro driving a car in full Electro outfit, <laughs> which happens in this annual. But I really like the full page with Sandman and Spider-Man. I like all the full pages, but like, there's something about how the Sandman's kind of forming and falling apart, and Spider-Man's whacking him in the chin on page 27 of this annual that I do really enjoy. James B., did you have any uh, panels, or do you want? Are you ready for my reference? I, I wanted to do my reference because I want to. Oh, okay. I want to steal yours, which All is right. when Aunt May says, "Do you realize we missed the Beverly Hillbillies?" <laughs> this is why we do a podcast together because that's my reference. All, <laughs> I, did, so. <laughs> I knew it was. I've been waiting all week. <laughs> See, back in the old days, they didn't have uh, DVRs or VCRs yeah. or anything like that. She can't miss that. Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> have you ever seen the Beverly Hillbillies? I have seen the Beverly I reference them often whenever I feel like I'm a Beverly Hillbilly. <laughs> Moving something, some object, or otherwise. Uh, well, James B., do you have anything else to add for us today? Um no, I think I'm good. As far as a, a, a amazing panel here, I, I think I would have taken the one that you referenced, my my boy Electro. Um, you <laughs> Driving know. the car. Yeah, and uh, and my my favorite line in the in that whole issue was I'm gonna I've kind of referred to it a couple of times. It's uh, back on page twelve. Then across town in the world's most famous skyscraper headquarters, and this is Mr. Fantastic talking on the phone. He has two sentences. Spider-Man? No, we haven't seen him in, since yesterday when he was sitting on a flagpole over on Madison Avenue. How do I know what he was doing on a flagpole? <laughs> like, that's necessary. And it, that's that's why we don't get more battles yeah, with the Vulture. We don't get another panel of Craven. We have to. We have to do. We have to do that. 
that's what we have to do instead. So, Dope but the Fantastic Four. But Spider-Man will be back to a regular episode uh, issue next, and he's going to come in with yet another famous uh, person. This cameo I am all about, and that's all when right. he's going to see. Uh, he's going to see Daredevil. Ooh. Yes, uh, Daredevil's going to show up. Now it's early Ooh, in Daredevil's I do uh, like comic. Daredevil too. Daredevil's comic. He's uh, Daredevil has a yellow costume. Yeah, he's in the yellow, isn't he? For six issues of his mm-hmm. own comic, and then he switches over to uh, to red, old Hornhead. So he's huh? going to be in yellow because um, this is must he, he crosses over. Also, I want to let you know that um, I know in Daredevil's first uh, like eight or so issues, maybe maybe nine or ten. In the very beginning, one of his first guys he fights is Ox from the Enforcers. Ooh, so. <laughs> the enforcers yes they say let's oh. they say let's bring out the, one of the best enforcers and they're like well we've narrowed it down to two and ox shows up for the fight which is a good a good daredevil fight i don't know if you want to check out that issue eddie you can look around for it it's uh. one of the first ten but um why don't you wrap things up and get us out of here all right every i think it's i think it's time for me to go make some chocolate chip cookies you all should go make some chocolate chip cookies too once again this is eddie joined with james b And thank you for listening to Let's Read Spider-Man. And you, I thought you did great. Although the, huh, that's weird, sounded like you were <laughs> putting down your glass of wine and <laughs> considering talking to me. <laughs> Sorry to bother you. <laughs> bish bosh, bish bosh, <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right. Sorry to disturb you. About this podcast right. thing. I'm in, I'm in now that head. I'm on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't have time for this. Oh, you know what happened to me today? Best thing that happened to me today. My co-teacher was like, yeah, Mr. Hasbasher went to Yale. And the kid was like, he went to jail? <laughs> 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 That's like a wonderful rumor to start up for me at school.